All right. Well, hello there, uh, listeners. I know uh, it has been quite a while since I put something in this feed. I do apologize. Uh, life gets busy, and unfortunately, of all the things that I do uh, creatively as a hobby, this is one of the things that kind of is the easy sort of nudge off the list um, in a week that's a little too difficult to get everything done. But here we are. Uh, I wanted to talk about the midweek games here in the USL. USL, over 90% done with the season. The playoffs are just around the corner. Uh, and I'm a little sad. Not going to lie. I'm a little sad. This was a fantastic season. Uh, this is my first full season of betting the USL. I kind of got into betting the USL a little late last season. Uh, this is my first full season been in the USL, and goodness gracious, um, what a just windfall uh, it has been in a lot of scenarios, and um, let's let's get into it. So this is going to be a little on the fly. Odds are out. Uh, I do see odds posted. Um, in order for me to be able to do this, uh, I was going to have to forego real preparation, so uh probably going to be some brevity in some of these games and maybe even some um, un, uh, unfocused flow, but uh, let's see what we can do here. All right, first match, Charleston Battery versus uh, Los Dos, Los Angeles Galaxy 2. Uh, there's two plays here, I think. Let's let's first talk about uh, team profiles. I know a lot of you that are, that are learning how to bet soccer and trying to uh, hone your game. You can do this with pretty much any t any team in any sport. I do this uh, best in USL. Uh, team profiles. What that means is um, there's, you know, team, if I was to apply attributes from a betting perspective to a team, that makes it sort of easy for me to do, to think about, okay, what what bet would I be likely to make with this kind of team in a in a neutral situation, right? Not in every situation, but in a neutral or average situation, right? Charleston Battery and uh, LA Galaxy 2, they both have a profile of can score, uh, uh, can score, will concede. Um, so Charleston Battery and Los Dos, uh, both able to get goals even on above average defenses but are also sus are also you know they also concede goals and so these are teams that I look to uh, maybe both teams to score uh, or with this match and this is something this is uh, probably going to be my uh, favorite bet of the uh, Wednesday slate and over uh, because I do ex expect both teams to be able to get a goal I'd expect both teams to give up goals um, and the total right now is two and a half, three, uh, for the Asian line of 2.75. I like the over there. I think this line should be at three. I would even take the three. If you got a good price on the over good price would be like minus one Oh five or better. I wouldn't go much higher than that. Cause I think three is the right number here. Uh, but I think that this, this total should be three with some upside, um, when it comes to playoff potential or playoff situations, Charleston's essentially out of it. They mathematically could, I think, get in there if they won all of the rest of their games and, uh, where are they? If they won all of the rest of their games, Hartford lost all of the rest of their games and Miami lost all of the rest of their games. No, they can't. They still, I don't think they even can do that. So, I th so Charleston is mathematically out of the playoffs, uh, they'll go out there and play, right? These aren't, um, 
you know, uh, I think these are pe- these are uh, young men who enjoy playing soccer. You don't you don't willingly get paid a USL salary uh, to to not go out there and enjoy playing playing soccer. So uh, I do expect there to be effort put out, but you know, do they? Do they batten down the hatches to prevent a loss? Probably not, because a win or a loss doesn't really do much for them. So, And then Los Dos, on the other side, LA Galaxy 2, they're in a position where they both need to, to do well to possibly uh, improve their playoff positioning. They're currently fourth in the Western Conference Pacific. Uh, and I think that um, uh, they're four they're four points behind Orange County, so they can they could easily leapfrog Orange County if things go well. And then they're only five points behind Tacoma, Sacramento, and Oakland, all sitting with 34 points. So uh, a lot can happen in the next four weeks or four games, I should say, that on average that each team has uh, to to mess with that fourth spot in the uh, Western Conference Pacific. So. Um, I uh, LA Galaxy is going to come out firing. They just scored five against El Paso, which was very surprising. Uh, LA Galaxy is in good form. They're in good goal scoring form, and I just I think this this line should have opened three. Uh, the over the over two and a half three is probably my best or yeah I'll call it a best bet, but I don't, I don't like that terminology. It's my favorite bet, right? Like I don't, I don't I don't know if it's any better than the other ones, but I think uh, it's the one that I. Um, I knew I wanted to bet this over three, assuming it was going to open three, and the fact that it opened a tick below that, uh, it's an automatic fire for me. I'm also going to take uh, LA Galaxy plus the half a goal uh, at minus 109 is what it opened at. I'm going to I'm going to play that. Um, I just don't think LA Galaxy is going to lose this game. Um, this could end up in a tie. You could see this being 2-2. Uh, this could be 2-1, really, you know, you, as much as I like the over, right? Uh, but LA Galaxy, which is everything to play for, Charleston uh, is out here sort of playing soccer for fun again. Uh, and I think LA Galaxy uh, is going to be more desperate to not lose, if that makes sense. Uh, they're going to want to maintain that fourth spot um, in, the, uh, in their division. Uh, going to, um, yeah, going to, uh, New York Red Bulls and Loudoun United, uh, profiles that I give these teams very similar to the first ones, uh, New York Red Bulls to can score. I mean, I just, I just, I always anticipate them to be able to get one, uh, even against good defenses. I don't know what it is about this team that, uh, hasn't really done well this season on, I mean, look, they give up goals is really their, their problem. But, uh, for a team that, uh, creates so much, so many, so much pressure in any, any attacking third and manages to convert, um, they're, uh, you know, they're not great. Um, on the other side of the ball, loud United, uh, Lonnie Eyes' profile to me was a close loser, uh, which means I always anticipated them to lose a game, but always to keep it within one. That kind of fell apart a little bit through the middle of the season as they started losing games at two uh, two goals or more. They're kind of back to sort of keeping it close here. Uh, there's no there's no play for me here. Uh, neither of these teams have anything to play for uh, when it, as far as um, playoffs are concerned. Uh, Loudon and New York are both at the bottom of the table in the Atlantic. They're out there having the, uh, the only. Th- I think maybe the only reason, maybe why players here would be mo- motivated, would be that both of them are two teams, right? Both of them are a reserve team for an MLS side, um, and with uh, DC United and New York Red Bulls on the MLS side being uh, contenders. For the playoffs, I think both of them are in spot for the playoffs, if I remember right. New York Red Bulls, 
Red Bulls too, I think, has the last spot in their conference so far uh, in the standings. So if I'm a player on one of these teams, I'm trying to use these last few games to show the MLS side that I maybe you know should be considered as a backup or or a bench you know uh, to hit the bench um, as a substitute for poss- for their playoff run, right? So. Um, Players here will play for that reason, right? Because they're here for, you know, their, their whole purpose is to be developed talent that the MLS sides can take advantage of. There's nothing here that I want to play. Uh, I think the line's right. I, can't, I, don't, I couldn't tell you who I think is going to win this match for whatever reason. Uh, the total opened 3-3.5. Three, three uh, I don't, you know, I think had it opened 3, I would have taken it over. But the tick above over uh, 3, I think, is, is that's a fair line. Not going to bet it. Tampa Bay Rowdies versus M, uh, Miami FC. Tampa Bay, uh, clear, you know, their profile is uh, better than everybody else. I mean, that's really what their profile is. I think they're the best in the East. Um, I think that uh, Miami is um, uh, a live dog here, though, because when you look at the playoff picture, well, yeah, when you look at the playoff picture, Tampa Bay has 62 points. Now, when you look at, when you think about the playoffs, uh, the way the playoffs is going to work this year is. The the first round, the first round of the playoffs is going to be based off of um, how teams uh, sort of settle um, in their in their um, I'm sorry uh, how they're going to finish in their division. Um, so Tampa Bay Rowdies, number one in the Atlantic, would end up playing number four in Central, I believe, if I'm if I'm remembering if I'm uh, remembering that right. Um, uh, the like one plays four, like one of one division plays four of another division, and then two of a division plays three of another division. Um, I, I think I think and I think it gets paired up Atlantic Central and Mountain Pacific, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's right. So right now, Tampa Bay would end up playing Tulsa if it like ended that way. Here's the thing, Tampa Bay. Uh, I guess if Charlotte won four games, if Charlotte or Pittsburgh won their next, the, the rest of their games, if they if they still have four, I think they should have four. Uh, and Tampa Bay lost, they they would have to lose, not just draw. They'd have to lose all four games. Technically, there'd be a change in um in standings here. I just don't. It's, it's not happening. Uh, but Miami has a much more incentive to try to win. They're um. They're forty. Uh, they have forty nine points. They're in fourth place. They're not going to lose that position to uh, Hartford, uh, assuming the same thing doesn't happen where they lose all their games and Hartford wins all their games. But they can definitely leapfrog not only Pittsburgh but Charlotte if things shake out the way they want and find themselves uh, hosting rather than visiting in the first conference round. Now the way the way that the playoffs then goes is after that first round, home and visitors determined by points. In um, determined by uh, points finished in the regular season. So right now, Phoenix Rising has 65. Uh, Tampa Tampa has 62. El Paso 58. Uh, and then Birmingham 57. Those are the top of the the top of the divisions right now. Those uh, those teams would would be hosting right if they if they moved on um, and ha- and you know weren't playing one of those other teams. So Tampa is going to want to continue collecting points to make sure that they are hosting the entire way through. I believe, I think that the final is going to be uh, Tampa hosting El Paso. That's my opinion. Um, but getting back to the game, the match we were talking, uh, Tampa Bay, Miami, 
Uh, I think Miami plus one is the play. I even I'm even gonna put a little dab. I'm gonna dabble a little bit with the uh, four plus four and a half you're getting uh, as an underdog here. Um, I think Tampa. I think Miami is Miami has shown that they're in good form right now. They've they've fought hard against good teams. Um, they're playing well, and Tampa Bay with plenty of reason to show up. Um, again, they're not going to be clin- they're not going to batten down the hatches to not lose quite the same way that Miami might, and so uh, I can see this being a one-one game for sure. So I'll take the plus one while it's still available at a decent price. I'm seeing minus one twenty-five on a plus one. I think that's a good price still for Miami, and I think the four and a half is worth a flyer because uh, Miami has, uh, you know, they're a competitive team, and I just think as good as. Tampa Bay is I think that's too much so uh, I took the plus 450 uh, with Miami going to uh, oh I profiles on Miami Miami uh, com- competitive uh, yeah competitive team like that's you know anytime that they're a dog that's where I want to go that's where uh, I want to take Miami because I know they can fight when they're a favorite it's a little bit difficult and a little little different because as much as I think that they are better than the teams that they're playing um, I just don't know if uh, it's not always a situation where I think they're clearly better than the team they're playing. But when they're a dog, they're often a good look because they're competitive and, and can and can run with the best of them. Uh, Tulsa, Atlanta United, neither of these teams uh, – I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Uh, Tulsa holding on for dear life on that fourth spot. I think Oklahoma City is ultimately going to end up getting that spot. But um, we shall see how these last games play out. Atlanta with nothing to play. But again, Atlanta is a team, uh, is a two-team. Their players going to be want to want to continue showcasing their talent for the MLS side to consider. Uh, I don't think that there's a play anywhere here. I couldn't tell you how much I think either team's going to show up. Tulsa could uh, win this one nil. Uh, Atlanta could win this three two. Like it's, uh, I can see both of those playing out here. I'm not playing uh, a side. Um, oh, p- <laughs> team profiles. Uh, Tulsa, low-scoring competitive, Atlanta, uh, um, overs. Like, when I think Atlanta, I think of a team that can – that they're probably not going to win, but they're going to drive up the score. Uh, or they're going to pull off an upset, beating a team 4-2. Uh, so, when I – in a, you know, I'm not going to play that here, even though the line's uh, a little under three, because Tulsa uh, can probably possess the ball enough, and with their defense, they can keep this a close, low-scoring game. But uh, my profile on Atlanta has been um, overs because um, they can they they can find ways to uh, to create some havoc there. El Paso versus Austin. El Paso, I believe, is going to be the representative from from the West. Uh, they are in my they're just better i think um even though they're in sort of a weird form at a bad time uh, i do think that they'll uh be able to correct course and even against the the teams like phoenix i think they'll be able to um well that'll just be a great game if it's el paso versus phoenix uh when in the if it comes down to that but um el paso and austin here el paso El Paso clinched the one one spot in the Mountain Division. I don't think, uh, yeah, they don't. There's really no way for them to, um, for San Antonio or Colorado Springs to catch up. Um, El Paso is probably a little too far behind Phoenix to really think about uh, trying to get most points in the Western Conference for 
for constant home field. So I don't really know what to, th- to make of this game. Austin on the other side, uh, or make of this team, I should say, and their motivations. Um, Austin on the other side uh, is uh, sitting at 40 points, tied with New Mexico. Uh, I think New Mexico's better. I think New Mexico is going to end up getting that spot. Uh, but Rio Grande Valley is right behind them with 38 points, still have plenty to fight for there. Uh, this, I think, opened up probably where it should be. If I were to make a play, it would be over 2.5, just because I think El Paso... Um, I think they're more worried about just keeping players fresh and uninjured and out of, uh, this is where El Paso got a lot of cards against, uh, LA Galaxy 2 and they still, they have a handful of games still to, uh, but I think, I think it's, you know, I don't think they want their players getting too physical out there because they need fresh players going into the playoffs. Austin has plenty to fight for, uh, but I do think El Paso got embarrassed enough being blanked by Los Dos that they will try to at least put one to try to get some of the back of the net. I think the over two and a half here is the play. I'll probably have a minimum bet on there just out of principle because I think it's the right side. Um, even though these are two sort of defensive teams, I think the the dynamic is different because of the situation, and I think that's where you're going to see some goals here. New Mexico versus San Antonio. This is a good, this is a good match here. Um, uh, oh, Austin's Austin's profile has been uh, has been uh, low scoring. That's um, anytime that I if Austin's a part of a game that's above two and a half, I usually uh, I, I look to the under. Uh, New Mexico, uh, their profile, first half darlings, uh, always been good in the first half, always competitive, I should say, in the first half. Uh, San Antonio, better than most. Um, they're uh, here, so San, so New Mexico, San Antonio, um, I think that, uh, oh goodness, where is the New Mexico, San Antonio? There it is. Um, San Antonio is eight points ahead of New Mexico. Now, here's the thing. San Antonio still has plenty to play for because they are tied with Colorado Springs. Uh, for And, and um, they're going to want to leapfrog Colorado Springs so that way they host their first uh, playoff game. New Mexico, like I said, is fending off Austin. Uh, I think this is I think this is poorly priced. Um, you can get San Antonio at two to one. Um, the over under is two and a half. I think there, I think San Antonio can score here, um, but uh, be, I have to respect both teams' ability to uh, to slow down the game a little bit. And I think my play here is San Antonio two and a half just because it's mispriced. Uh, I think this is a much closer game than this um, than this is leading um, leading out to be. And I think there I think there might be some some misconceptions on motivation here. I think San Antonio, even though they have the playoff position clinched, I think they have every, uh, I guess they're not technically clinched. I think I guess technically no, they're not mathematically clinched. They they still can lose that playoff position uh, mathematically. So San Antonio to me is the better side. San Antonio to me um, has everything to play for, and even and uh, is, even though I was on the side. Uh, very lucky to have gotten um, gotten the plus half a goal win with New Mexico in their last game um, on a like on just a like beautiful in the air volley shot uh, in like the 94th minute or something like that. So uh, I think San Antonio is the play here, but this is more so the San Antonio two to one here is not 
it's it's one of the, it's it's a play you make because it's priced wrong, right? Like you make this play consistently over time, and it's going to be a positive EV play. It's different from, uh, let's say, like the Charleston Battery and LA Galaxy two game where I'm taking the over there. Even though yes, long term I would make that bet still. That bet I'm like that tonight, like this game. I think this is this this is where this um the value is, and I think in this game it's a winner. Whereas in the San Antonio New Mexico game here, taking plus two of five on San Antonio, I'm making that bet because I think in this situation, long term San Antonio um would win this at a rate that makes it a profitable play. If that makes sense. Um, different ways that you know you have couple different ways of looking at uh making bets um and th- those those are good examples of the differences on uh you know this game versus probability long-term type bets um orange county uh darlings on the road i've always liked taking orange county on the road san diego for a long time their profile was both teams to score i mean they were always good for a goal but always seemed to let, let one up uh that kind of evened out a little bit as the season went on but that's kind of how I viewed both of those teams. Um, as far as playoff pos- uh, positioning goes, Orange County with 43 points, San Diego with 47 points, uh, and then neither of them are going to catch Phoenix. Um, but Los Dos, who's in good form, is right behind Orange County. Orange County has every reason to want to play here. San Diego, I think, is going to want to maintain that two position and start collecting more points because San, San Diego only has 47 points compared to San Antonio and Colorado's 48 in the same conference. Um, you know, if San Diego doesn't catch up with them, even with the two seed, uh, they could be going on the road in their next match, right? And presume, and presu- presumably even the the match following that. So, uh, San Diego is not only going to want to be fighting for a home match in their first playoff game, but try to increase the chances that they host another game in the playoffs should they advance. Uh, right now, they would end up playing San Antonio if it, if the playoff started today. And boy, that would be a, that's an, that's an overplay, I think. If that play, if that there's goals in that mat, that match, but um, I think San Diego is a live dog here at plus two twenty five. I think that uh, Orange County is in good form, um, but I think well, I might also like the over two and a half. I don't know why I like over so much. <laughs> This week, I'm starting to get worried that I'm that I feel I'm feeling trendy here uh, through these, but I think plus two twenty five uh, on San Diego is a live dog for the same for the same reasons why I thought plus two hundred five was uh, a play with San Antonio again long term in this situation. Um, Orange County, good team. They just happen to be better on the road, oddly enough, um, and they're hosting here. Uh, yeah, I mean, min bet for me on San Diego plus two twenty-five. Uh, I think it's um, I think it's a live live play. Lastly, Tacoma Defiance and Oakland Roots. I mean, man, talk about two teams whose profiles just were constantly fluctuating uh, and, and evolving over the course of the season. Tacoma were like were like great home dogs. Oakland uh, was, um, was great, uh, like potential upsetter, uh, for in the middle of this, once they figured out how to score goals, both of those things have kind of like wavered a little bit here. Neither of these teams really, I'm sorry, 
Uh, neither of these teams are currently in the playoff position, uh, but both of these teams have the opportunity to uh, make a run for the playoffs if Los Dos drops a few. Um, so this game is going to matter because this game is going to be going on. Uh, it'll be after Los Dos is played, so they'll sort of know where they are after that. But both of these teams are tied. They're tied with Sacramento. Um I was kind of hoping this would shade closer to three on the total so I could take an under, but I think two and a half is right. I actually think this this game is priced right um, in general. Uh, I'm not going to be playing uh, this match. So uh, Tacoma-Oakland, that's a pass for me. Um, but out of all of that, like I said, there's, there's some... When you when you bet soccer like I do, when you bet the USL um, like I do, um, volume is a thing that matters. Um, and you know, I have my range of bets that I make from min bet to like min bet being I like this enough for a play. I think it warrants a play, but I'm not going to overexpose myself. All the way to I'm not going to overexpose myself, but I'm going to put as I'm going to put the most I'm comfortably exposing myself with on a game on this. And you have to be of two examples of that in this slate: um, San Diego plus two twenty-five and San Antonio plus two hundred five. Uh, I think that you know those those just cross the warrants a warrant some action. Putting a min bet on that, you know, so let's say one unit is my min bet. Um, min being minimum if, if for those not tracking. Uh, and then the Charleston battery, Los, uh, uh, Los Angeles to over 2.75 uh, total. I mean, I'm putting, uh, I'm putting probably up to three units um, on that. Now, I'm not encouraging you to bet more than you're comfortable with. Uh, do what's best for you. But I'm just giving you an example of how a slate could uh, bring out, um, you know, the most difficult thing that any sports better is ever going to have, once you get good at evaluating games, once you get good at evaluating teams, once you get good at picking off bad lines, etc., understanding your advantage over the line is the most difficult and almost impossible thing to get perfect. It's uh, even professional betters that I talk to admit that they have trouble with this. There is the most difficult thing that they've had to learn. Um, it's uh, it's not. Oh, look at that. The Charleston Los Angeles game is trending under a little bit. If that gets to two and a half, well, man, uh, I'm glad that I went through this, and um, I'm glad I haven't put all my money into that yet. Or I, uh, I, I marked it, but I hadn't bet it yet. So um, that is trending downwards. I'm actually gonna wait to see if that chain goes in a direction I want it to. Goodness gracious. Um, but yeah. Figuring out your edge and then appropriately uh, adjusting your bet size accordingly is the most difficult thing that you're going to have as a handicapper. Um, deciding, you know, <laughs> figuring out that Miami is competitive and can compete against Tampa is you can get there pretty easily, I think. Figuring out what's that, what that's worth, and if you think the the 450 is a slight edge or a good edge, or like that's where things get difficult, and then adjusting your bet accordingly, stuff like that. Okay, uh, I've been blabbering on for long enough. Goodness, this almost hit a half hour. Uh, good size podcast for uh, a midweek a midweek slate. All right, uh, good luck everybody with your bets. Uh, hopefully, I'll get the chance to do this for the weekend slate. Talk to you later.